Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Special edition of my ever so famous and popular podcast, The Ball Is Not Life podcast. What's going on? Facebook Live, as usual, decided to record this. Um, may or may not post it. We'll see, but I'm going to record it anyway. Obviously can't record y'all's commentary, but man, what a day. What a day. <laughs> hey, man, I'm milling around the crib earlier, logged off of work. Uh, was getting myself. Y'all told y'all I had to go do a couple games tonight. Um, was getting my honestly, I wasn't even scheduled to work tonight. Um, I got a clubhouse invitation late last night, early this morning. So I'm messing around on clubhouse and you know, I'm I'm doing a thing and about to start, you know, doing that. And all of a sudden my phone buzzes and I get a tweet, a, a tweet notification from Shams, and it's like Harden gets dealt. And I'm like, okay, cool. Big news, whatever. And two seconds later, I get a notification from Woj, and it's like, subtle as all get out, Oladipo traded to the Rockets. And I'm like, uh, okay, like, yeah. So um, it's a lot to break down. I haven't really had a chance to do it. I just did a little bit of research to see kind of who was going where, because up until now, I hadn't even figured out who got what picks, um, who got what players all i know was harden's gone we can't find Kyrie, and oladipo's going to houston and we get carousel vert um y'all gonna have to excuse my attire they canceled one of my games tonight i still get paid for it so shout out to them for making that mistake uh but uh, i don't i don't even know ryan man you here live uh where do i start with the pacers or do i do the pacers last because I think the Pacers, I won't say the Pacers got better. Pacers didn't necessarily get better, but I like the move um, on multiple fronts. So I don't, it says I have three people here. So the three of y'all or the one of y'all or whatever it may be, somebody tell me where to start with this thing because I don't, I don't know where to go. A, a high level, um, Houston got better, addition by subtraction. Um, and again, these are just my opinions. I'm nobody's guru. I'm just here to talk my shit and have some fun with this thing. Um, <laughs> Houston got better addition by subtraction. The Nets made a mistake. Nets definitely made a mistake. And then the Pacers, um, you know, like I said, I like the move. So we'll, we'll start with the Pacers. I, I think that's, that's a fair thing to do. And, I think that before we go, before we talk about what the Pacers got, gave up, or anything like that, I hope everybody takes a second to really pay attention to what Pritchard had to do to get Vic out of here. I hope that this trade and this move by Pritchard really garners our respect as fans. Um, I know a lot of times we sit back in the offseason and we say, well, Pritchard didn't try. You know, these guys are free agents. These guys are trade tradable. These guys are in the last year. To, you know, we, we as as fans, we have all these things in the, that we think we should see, right? Um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that Pritchard did an interview with the Pacerous podcast and kind of gave a little bit more insight. I, I feel like Pritchard's always been pretty um pretty uh transparent as at least as much as he can be with 
the moves that he's trying to make. One thing that he said in the past is that, you know, he can bust his ass and try as hard as he wants to. But if a guy doesn't want to be in that city, uh, you can't make a guy eat. Sometimes he can't even get a meeting with some of these guys reps. He's like, I know exactly who's a free agent. I know exactly who to contact. And if a guy doesn't even want to have a conversation with us, there's nothing we can do. So I really want to give a shout out as we as we talk about the Pacers. Y'all see I got the game on in the background. I hope Facebook don't snap me for that. Facebook, I don't own copyright to this game in the background. But I really want to start off by giving Pritchard his kudos. We know Vic didn't want to be here. Guys are able to put aside differences for the sake of winning games. Because if Miles Turner, for example, Miles and Sabonis feel away and they come out and don't want to play with Vic, well, these guys still need jobs in the NBA just like Vic does. So Vic want to make his moves cool. I got to come out here and earn my paycheck. I think guys, and we don't know the conversations that are had in the locker room. You know, I saw Vic in some early timeout huddles clapping it up and telling guys, let's go, we got it. You know, um, obviously he's still not playing back-to-backs. I think there's a little bit of diva with that. I don't understand why you can't play back-to-backs. You came back in the bubble. You should be ready to go by now. You you know, you didn't get a full offseason, but I don't understand why Vic is not able to play back-to-backs. I kind of have a problem with that. Some of that, I think, was was due to saving himself more for free agency than anything. We talked about Vic in like the first episode, and I said, I hope he plays his ass off. I hope Vic balls out. So that way, if it works out and you keep him all season, you contend and you play well, and then you may be able to work a sign and trade later. But if he doesn't and you end up trading him, you're trading a good quality piece. Personally, I don't think the Pacers had a chance in hell at trading Vic for the caliber player that we got back in Karis LeVert. You got Vic on an expiring deal. $21 million was Victor Oladipo's contract this year. That's his That's his salary number. But you got him going into a free agency year. So that's usually the time when most, team, most teams move players anyway. But to get LeVert back, um, first of all, let me, let me stay with Vic. You got Vic at $20 million this year. The way Vic has been playing thus far, Vic is going to demand at least 26 to 28 million, if not a full 30. I know the Pacers didn't want to max him out. He gambled on himself to this point. It's worked out for him. I think that, you know, if he's already getting 21, I think Vic might be able to get, like I said, between 27 and 30 on the free agency market next year. It may not be with a winning team, but if he wants the money, I think the money will be there for him. Um, which would be interesting coming out of a COVID environment where money was lost. So the salary cap has been able to hold firm with that, but we'll see. You get Levert coming in here. You get him a 16 mil this year, which I don't know how the contracts worked in, work in the same year. Um, so if somebody knows more about that than me, please tell me. I don't, I'm, I'm guessing that we dump VIX 21. We take on Levert 16. You got him at 17 and a half for next year. 18.7, let's say 18.8 for 2022-2023, at which point he'll probably be commanding 25 to 30 mil, depending on where the salary cap is. I don't know when this TV deal expires, et cetera, et cetera. Shout out to my man Gene Wilder and Willie Wonka. Um, so you got a you got a younger player. Um his he's a little bit healthier than Vic. I, I don't imagine Karis <laughs> sitting out back-to-backs. Um, he's been on a bit of a tear lately. I think there was like five straight games where he averaged 20 points a game, um, where he's been scoring at least 20 points a game here recently. 
um, on my way to go work my game, I heard Michael Grady talking to uh, JMV. And y'all know Grady's from Indy. Eastside stand up uh, has matriculated his way into the NBA ranks working for the Nets. And so he's developed some good chemistry with these guys and some relationships with these guys where he has that he has that insight. Grady also said that there's no way the Nets trade Karis LeVert for Victor Oladipo straight up. I don't think you get that player or anybody of that caliber straight up for Oladipo right now. So I don't know what pushed Houston to trade LeVert other than the fact that I'm going to guess that they're going to go into rebuilding mode. So Vic obviously comes off the books. I did a quick search on Houston's payroll. And after this season, if this is accurate, as it stands, after this season, they'll have John Wall, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, and that's it. John Wall, Eric Gordon, and Christian Wood are under contract. I'm sorry. And Daniel House are under contract for next year. Everybody else falls off the books for Houston. So for them, and I believe they took, okay, yeah. So they got a shit ton of pick capital. Um, you got a 22, 24, and 26 first round pick. Then they'll be swapping picks in 21, 23, 25, and 27. That gives them a lot of flexibility. You're dumping a lot of contracts. Um, you know, you, you again, I and as I'm talking about this, I think about what Kevin Pritchard was able to do and how he was able to weasel his way into this deal. And to really, I won't say he fleeced anybody because it benefits Houston if they're really going to go into rebuild mode and say, you know what, we got John Wall, we got Eric Gordon, Christian Wood. You potentially resign Boogie. Um, you know, his contract's not even guaranteed this year, but it gives them some options. I don't know. I I don't know how often they or how soon they can move these picks. The pick swaps, obviously, you stay in, but now you've got three first round picks, which somebody's gonna want. Somebody like a Pacers, let, let's say this, this doesn't happen, right? And the Pacers keep Oladipo. We're going to be looking to move Oladipo and potentially fleece one of those first-round picks. No way, no, it just wasn't happening for Vic. I don't know how much basketball y'all watch. Um, I caught myself earlier. I watched the Pacers replay away to, earlier today from last night's game as, as I was finishing up work, and then the Portland and Toronto game came on. And I caught myself just marveling at some of the shit these dudes can do. CJ McCollum hit a runner, three-pointer going in. I mean, just going into a corner off a screen, improbable shot for me, you know, for your uncle at the at the YMCA. My man's pulled up and just ran down court like it was nothing. If y'all ever just watch NBA basketball, watch college basketball games too. But if you ever watch NBA basketball games, remove your fan hat. Watch some teams that you don't, don't watch LeBron and don't, you know, don't watch these dudes. Watch some teams that you don't normally see, man, and really stop and appreciate how good NBA basketball players really are, especially if you still play the game. I know there are some people on my friends list. I don't know if y'all watching or not. You know, Jamal played in Manchester. You know, like I said before, my cousins played overseas. Some of y'all have played some ball, some high school ball, maybe some some lightweight college ball, maybe some professional ball. The game, it's, it's a beautiful game. Forgive me for nerding out about basketball. Basketball is a beautiful-ass game, right? But, man, if you ever just sit and watch what these dudes can do without being a fan, 
I sit and watch referees now to watch how they rotate in a three-man and that kind of thing. Watch the different elements of an NBA game, and you'll understand why a guy like Karis LeVert has fans excited because we don't take that into account. I don't know if y'all remember if y'all paid attention or whatever it may be. When I did my Eastern Conference preview, Karis LeVert was one of the names that I mentioned as far as why I believed in the Nets being so good. I believed in the Karis LeVert, the Jared Allens. They had a team, man. So kind of kind of pivoting that way. I think new I think the Nets blew it. I think they blew it. They got rid of a lot, man. They got rid of all of those guys that, at least for me, you got rid of the Levert. You got rid of Torian Prince. You got rid of Kuroots. Like, you got rid of your guys that you need. Like, Jared Allen is 22 years old. Again, if you've never watched these guys play basketball, watch. Jared Allen is a more athletic Miles Turner. Dead ass. That's not fan talking. They both went to Texas. So if that tells you anything, they they've worked. Jared Allen is a is a is a is a skinnier, a bit more athletic than Miles Turner. Um, he doesn't have the three point shot, but definite rim protector. Um, he's a little bit better rebounder. I mean, he they are very very similar when it comes to this style of play. So to give up a young Jared Allen and to put your faith into an old DeAndre Jordan. He's not going to, neither one of them are going to get you a bunch of points, right? But, you know, the center position is kind of fading depending on your team. Um, but I I don't, I don't understand why, why Brooklyn went in so hard to try to get James Harden knowing that he may not want to stay after this season. If I'm a Brooklyn front office guy, if I'm a I, I'm I'm watching and I go through the list of players, the Westbrook, the Chris Paul, I believe the Carmelo Anthony, James Harden has had some talent. Eric Gordon's a shooter. He's gone through Trevor Rees, I think, being there. It, it, Clint Capella was there. That to me was a was a when they got rid of uh oh damn who was it? They they had Dwight Howard and Clint Capella was coming off the bench and I was like young fella's nice. Boom, Dwight Howard was out, Capella slid right into the starting spot. And I was like, damn, that's the future center right there. Gone. Houston has had some talent down there around James Harden, man. And none of it has worked. So if I'm Brooklyn, I have, I, I, if I'm a Brooklyn fan, I'll say, I have a hard time understanding why you go and get seemingly another head case in James Harden. But not only did you get a head case, you gave up everything you gave up play your young your young bulls and you gave up your picks that's tough this team now has to win Cobb Anthony Cobb called me earlier my, my guy and I and I and I thought about it as I was saying it and I was like man they have to win championships they have to Golden State had the luxury of dealing I, I don't want to say luxury but they had a little bit of leeway when it came to their injuries last year because you had guys under contract but they still had their draft pick so they had a top five pick to go grab a James Wiseman if shit hits the fan in Brooklyn they don't have that luxury they're they're not gonna be able to get it's gonna be hard to get out from up under that it's gonna be tough. So I don't, I don't understand 
you know, I, I, I understand going all in as far as the Nets go, but I personally thought the Nets were built to at least contend for a championship as they were built. And then you had the young guys to really carry you going forward if KD or if Harden or if, or, or I'm sorry, if Kyrie, if something were to go wrong, you had the young guys to still keep you in the mix. Now, if shit hits the fan, which it it's already in the fan, it's already there because we we know where Kyrie is. We know Kyrie was at his sister's birthday party. We know Kyrie was at a, at a meeting for Cynthia Nixon's political campaign. If y'all didn't see that, check that out. He did like a Zoom meeting for Cynthia Nixon's political campaign, right? That's fine. I honestly believe the Nets know where Kyrie is. I honestly believe Kyrie's moves are all calculated at this point. He knows he's going to get fined. He knows, he, guys, the NBA has a union. Coaches have a union, I believe. I know the players have a union. The referees have a union. If you've never worked in a union, it's structured. There's only so much you can do. We've talked before, or at least I've talked before. I hope y'all have listened before about the leverage that NBA players, the leverage that NBA players have compared to NFL players. NFL players, there's no way this will happen. Trade me, trade me. Cool. We just going to cut you. Done. Good luck. And you still not going to get paid. NBA players, you know, and I just heard on the radio on my way home, thank LeBron for this. But LeBron did it the right way. LeBron said, I'm going to sign a one-year deal. I'm going to sign a two. That's what free agency is for. Free agency is built to give these guys the, 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 the freedom, for lack of a better term, to switch teams. We talk about how those guys in the 90s, oh, Magic and Bird wouldn't have teamed up. and They didn't have the luxury of teaming up. So you had to be built a certain way. LeBron and his team understood the 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 the, uh, the contract structure, what the players union allowed, and said, you know what, I'm gonna sign a one year deal, two year deal, one you know one year with a player option. I'll opt out if it works out. I'll resign, move my money around a little bit. I may make or lose five mil, give or take, but it's gonna keep me in the championship hunt. Harden signed a what three four year deal. Signed a three-year deal. 40 million this year, 43 million next year, and a player option. You got a damn player option to make 46 and 22. 2022, 2023, uh, 23. Damn near 50 million was the deal that you that he signed. And now all of a sudden you just up and decide you don't want to be there. Sign a one-year deal, bro. Don't do that. Same thing with Kyrie. Do what you want to do, man, but don't don't affect your team. I was with Kyrie because I understand I I understand where Kyrie and I won't go too much and get too crazy with this. But we know who Kyrie is. I asked on Facebook who's worse, Kyrie or, or Harden right now. Cuz I think they're about the same. We at least know Kyrie is about his social justice stuff, but then when you see this man at a birthday party, game changer. Cuz as a teammate I knew, I knew, I knew you wouldn't play when you saw the, what happened at the Capitol last week. I knew I wouldn't see you. I didn't expect to see you. I didn't. We didn't. You didn't want to play the bubble. He's a flat earther. He's a thinker. He's into astrology. Kyrie is out there. He's walking through the building with Sage. We know who Kyrie is. This is not new. But now we see you at a birthday party, no mask on your face. You jeopardizing, you know, your friends and family, which is fine. 
But now you bringing that to my lock into my locker room and bringing that into my life and jeopardizing us, which he hasn't been there. But the the selfishness, man, is just at an all. It, it's it's ridiculous with some of these guys. Use your leverage. Get your go. Get your money. Get paid. Go where you want to go. I don't. I don't. I will never complain about players making the money they make. Because like like Sarah Spain said on the radio, if the players don't make the money, the NBA is going to make the damn. The, the owners are going to make the money. And they clearly don't need the shit. The owners make all the money if the players don't. So go get your money. But, you know, I, I just. Uh, man, what a day. I love basketball, man. This shit's fun. Days like today, I posted it earlier. Days like today are why I started this, man. Just because we have a place to come talk. And I can't wait till I like figure out how to get guests on this thing and record it at the same time. I'm sorry, my real life stuff takes precedence over this. But man, I cannot wait to have people on here with me just to chop it up about shit like this. I want y'all to be a part of this. Like I, I want to share this platform, man, because this shit is dope. I sat in the clubhouse room earlier. Shout out, I got in clubhouse, y'all. <laughs> they let your boy in. But I sat in the clubhouse room earlier this morning and was listening to some guys, one of which was a former NBA player and was kind of talking about, you know, the Harden and 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 uh Harden and Kyrie debate and so on and so forth. Should they do it? But man, the fact that this happened, Harden came out and said what he said last night, and bang, just like that, it's over. But again, I want to sneak back in there. Shout out to Kevin Pritchard for understanding the, as Grady put it, the desperation in Houston, the desperation in Brooklyn, and finding a way to weasel his way into this mess and say, you know what? I got one more guy that uh, ain't happy where he is. And if he is happy, he already blew that opportunity four or five months ago when he was off running his mouth. I'm not mad at Vic. I have no ill feelings against Vic. You know, what happened happened. I don't know what was really said. You know, I don't know context, all of that stuff. But shout out to my man, Kevin Pritchard, for getting the damn job done. No two ways around that, man. So, again, I I hope, you know, y'all understand what it takes to be an NBA GM, because I sure as hell don't. But I hope that this really gets, especially for Pacers fans, because we we don't get the luxury of, of getting guys here. Yeah, yeah, screw PG forever. We, yeah, he's a clown. And I know a lot of, and I and I've heard people tell me, I've had people tell me like, Vic turned into PG. Vic didn't turn into PG because Vic produced from day one. Vic, came, I think it was the Spurs game. Was it was it the Spurs or the? It was the Spurs. Vic comes down, pulls up, bang, bank shot, three pointer. This my shit. This my shit. We all fell in love again. The love was the love was always there because he went to IU for most of us. Personally, I don't relate the two. Um, it's dope that he's back, but. Man, Vic produced. Vic did what Paul George talked about doing. So I don't think that Vic was Paul George. I think Vic used his leverage. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the way he did it, but the scenarios were a little different too because Paul George had a horrible team here that year. Those last couple of years were just they were just bad teams. So LeBron, just to go back, how do I feel about the trade? It's fun, bro. I, that's really where I'm at. I'm a little confused from a Nets perspective. They get and, and and let me say this: if y'all don't know, those picks, 22, 24, 26 first rounders, um, and then Houston got another 22 first rounder, I believe, from Cleveland. Those picks from from Brooklyn are unprotected. 
most teams, when you're giving up that much, you protect at least one or two of them. At least one of them. Because, again, if shit hits the fan, God forbid there's an injury, you know, something happens, guys can't, whatever it may be. If something goes wrong and you've put all your eggs in this basket to win a chip right now, something goes wrong. You still want to have a luxury, like like I said, like Golden State did, of saying, you know what, things are bad, but Clay comes back healthy, Steph comes back healthy, Draymond comes back healthy. Ooh, and we get a top five pick. Bet that. Now, unfortunately, Clay went down again, but a Golden State is still in a position to where if they make the playoffs, you're getting Clay back. You're only going to get better. If you don't make the playoffs, you get a late lottery pick. They they can trade that lottery. Golden State is in a great position. Their fans and their 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 organization can deal with winning and losing right now because they're good to go either way. Brooklyn gave that up. I don't understand why Brooklyn gave that up. You know, like I said, from a Houston person, timeout. I didn't mention the Cavs. I didn't mention the Cavs. The Cavs get Jared Allen. I don't know if y'all remember the Cavs were once interested in Miles Turner. They got their guy. You got your young center. You got your young rim protector. He's not, I think they have Andre Drummond still, right? He don't make Andre Drummond money. So when that Drummond contract is up, which I believe is after this year, because if I'm not mistaken, Drummond had to opt in, had a player option. So when his contract is up, bye Felicia. We got the young, we got the young bull. And he's gonna go to work for us. We know it. So um Cleveland, Cleveland made a cool little move with that. And actually let me um uh let's see. Uh I like that move for Cleveland. Um and then there was something else. I think they they got rid of Dante Exum, but Cleveland did get a couple guys. Um, out of this thing so and they're young they're young so again Drummond leaves after this season probably Dante Exum you know he's going in the trade but you got Darius Garland you got uh Bolden you got Damian Dotson you got Chetty Osman on again if y'all have ever watched NBA basketball man you understand why why front offices and why fans and why people are high on some of these players. If you've ever seen Colin Sexton and Kevin Porter Jr. and Isaac Accord, like if Larry Nance Jr.'s got bounced, son. The boy's got bunnies. He's just like his dad. He ain't gonna score you a lot of points. But again, if you if you ever just watch games that aren't maybe your favorite team or aren't necessarily the ESPN highlight game. Watch basketball because you will be amazed at how fast these guys are, how quick these guys are, and you start to understand why these teams move the pieces that they move again. The worst NBA player will show up at the gym and destroy your life on any given day. Guarantee it. I told you. I've seen some semi – I won't say semi-pro because pro ball is pro ball. I've seen some guys that have played overseas. I played ball in Carmel at least up, uh, up before COVID. My man Dan – Six nine, you know, six eight, six nine. He's a doctor, old guy, right? And his in his thirties. Basketball career is over. Impossible to guard. Impossible to guard. You you're not stopping him, and he don't even play ball no more. Still got the juice. So you know, I you know I I I hope that this shines a light. Like I said, from a Pacers perspective, on what happens. Um, to go back to Houston, 
I like what they did in getting Levert, but then moving Levert's contract, because I think that's what that was, is you move his three-year deal, you get Vic's expiring deal, and then you kind of let John Wall, Vic, Boogie, um, Eric Gordon, you let these guys, Christian Wood, whenever he comes back, I hope he gets healthy soon because he he's growing. You know, P.J. Tucker's still there. They're, maybe they're not a championship contender. Maybe they sneak into the playoffs. Maybe they do what Phoenix did last year and make a run late. Maybe they do what Denver, right? Like the games are played on the court. The way COVID is running through the league right now, who the hell knows what will happen come to this back half of the schedule. So it, it's it's going to be uh, – it's it, with Houston, you just got to wait and see because it's a win-win for them. Guys, like I said, they got, what, four or five, four, maybe five guys under contract going into next season with a shit ton of draft picks. So now you decide, do we want to build around John Wall? John Wall looks good. I don't know if y'all seen John Wall play this season, but again, go watch basketball because John Wall, John Wall looks like he might be back. And that ain't just because he got a few buckets here and there. He's got that explosiveness back. You got a young coach, young mind. Who knows what the hell could happen down there? You know, and if and if if things go wrong, everybody's leaving. You got a bunch of draft picks, and then you just draft young guys and build around them. They left themselves options. Same way, like I said, Golden State left themselves some options. Pacers have options. Listen, Kevin Pritchard mastered. (laughs) My man got Miles Turner, Sabonis. Brogdon. Brogdon is probably the most expensive out of those three guys. You got some bonus on a on a on a on a steal. You got Turner at a discount, which a 20 mil. Oh, he's not worth 20 mil. Ain't nobody blocking shots like Miles Turner right now. Fight me. It's not happening. Miles Turner's a reason, a big, I, I won't say the reason. He's a huge reason that they won that game in Golden State last night. Cause that shit could have been ugly. So we see what Miles can do when you got a coach that believes in him. You see Miles putting that ball on the floor. Miles is having some fun right now. At a discount. Sabonis, discount. Brogdon, discount. Brogdon's discounts because you got the you got the years on the deal. So he's here. You know he's here. And you just went and, and you flexed Victor, Victor Oladipo, who's gonna demand his money because we tried to get him at a discount. He was like, nah, I'm gonna bet on myself. Shout out to you, Vic. I respect the hell out of that. Because now he came back healthier, stronger, and he's balling and earning his money. That's what's up. But then you went and got a young Karis LeVert. Go look up Karis LeVert's videos. I'm not about to sit here and keep gassing the boy up. YouTube is free. Google's free. Don't let them numbers fool you, man. I don't know if y'all saw that boy's 50-point game last year. I don't know if y'all saw if y'all saw him cook um in, in the bubble last year. The boy's good. Kevin Pritchard, man, is, listen, he ain't going to always get it right. Most GMs don't. I don't agree with the Goga draft pick. I think that was a waste of draft pick. But again, draft picks are a shot. Are, they're a crapshoot. You don't know. You might get an Andrew Wiggins. He's still hovering around in trade circles. Andrew Wiggins has always been relevant somehow. Somehow. And that's cool. That's fine. You don't always get, you know, you don't always get it, get it right. Oladipo was what? A, a, the number two pick in his draft? He's worked out. Took him a while. Orlando wasn't the place. But you don't always get it right. Sometimes the system, you know, in the coaching, sometimes it's just a team being perpetually a shitty team and a a poor front office. 
there's a lot of things that go into player career arcs. Uh, what was his name? Anthony Bennett. That boy was just sad. Right? He was just bad. TJ Leaf, he was just bad. That was a bad draft pick. And we still got something for him at the end of the day. We got what he was worth. But we got rid of Victor Oladipo. We got Karis LeVert. And we got a second round pick. Y'all, that's that's good stuff, man. Because that second round pick, depending on where you are, you might trade a player and package that player with a second round. You, a Justin Holiday type. That's a very tradable deal. All, all of our guys are tradable. I don't want to see them go. But if you if you you see something out there and you say, hey, I can make my team better by sending Justin Holiday in a second round pick to this guy to bolster my bench. We ain't even seen Jeremy Lamb yet. He's practicing. He just went on the green light. And we just lost TJ Warren. Kevin Pritchard's done a damn good job here. Nate McMillan had some opportunities, even with the injuries. Nate McMillan had some chances. Couldn't seal the deal. So, you know, I, man, I, the more I talk myself into this and talk about this and think about this out loud with y'all, I, I appreciate the job that Pritchard has done in keeping this team competitive, but now saying, you know, let, let's, let's, let's see what we can get. I respect the hell out of Pritchard for that. I appreciate him. And, and just real quick, Cassius Stanley reminds me of a, of a better Gerald Green. Chuck him. We got Chuck him again. I think he's going to be better than Gerald Green was, but his athleticism and that freaky bounce pause, <laughs> um, it is, is, uh, Cassius Stanley is going to be nice. Keelan Martin is, is, I like him. And I love that Bjorgren is not afraid to play the young guys. I know a lot of y'all like to say, well, let's see what we got. And I'm like, I, I'm always like, I don't want to see these guys play. Let's, let's stick with what you know. But if you're going to play him, you got to go full sin. Playing Jakar Sampson meaningful minutes in an overtime basketball game when, guy, when a guy fouls out. That, that's ballsy. Man, you didn't have a choice. That's ballsy stuff, right? So to see Sumner, to see Keelan Martin, to see Aaron Holiday running the show and then and then having a good game, and Aaron Holiday's played like shit. Let's just let's just keep call a spade a spade. Aaron Holiday struggled, but when you got a coach that believes in you like that and looks at you and says, "Hey, young man, take off, cook. I need you to cook. I need you to find it." That's the shit that makes winners. That that's what makes winners, man. That's what makes your second round draft pick, you know, and Brogdon become your rookie of the year and really develop into a great player. Um, so uh this is the first time since 0708. We haven't had any in a high school player or guy. Good. Good. We don't need Indiana players. And I and I hope that the fan base, which it won't happen. Guys, <laughs> it won't happen. This fan base is I, I just ref the game where a team had the tools to break a zone defense and they could not play because the kids were scared to play basketball. So for, for, you know, I, I just think Indiana basketball will always be Hoosiers basketball. And it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because these kids are talented and they're more athletic. I got, you know, kids in eighth, ninth grade doing step backs. And I was like, Oh, shit! I got a whistle in my mouth. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like trying to be quiet. 
it's tough. And the fan base won't change. Because and I know the fan base won't change because the fan base, the same fans that cheer for the Pacers are the same fans that look at me and go, that kid traveled. Sir, that's a hop step. That is a that is a, a fundamental jump stop. Players able to dribble the ball, hop on two feet, take a shot. That's a that's a bucket. He can't just run him over. It's a physical game. Little Timmy's too small. Tell him to get out the paint. I'm not calling a foul for that shit. That's the fan base. And I laughed about it as I was reffing, and I thought about it like, these are the same people that don't want the Pacers to go up-tempo and shoot three-pointers. They want to see zone defense. They want to see five passes before a shot. They want to see anything more than 75 points is beyond the rim of, of, of comprehension for these people. Um, can we commend the Pacers front office for not only making this trade, but having the intuition to keep Miles Turner? Yeah, definitely. Eric, just just kind of going back through some of these comments again that I maybe missed earlier. Um, and Ron, I'm a I'm gonna get to you talking about Stephen A. telling Kyrie to retire because he's on to something too. Again, man, Rory, you just said Miles is still trash. I need to know why. I need to know why. I I want to know because Ed commented on my status earlier and said we should have got rid of Miles Turner. Who are you gonna get? Who are you going to get that's going to defend the rim like that, that's going to be be able to box out? He can pass the ball. Him and Sabonis have worked very well together. He doesn't demand a lot of touches. So, again, when you start talking about players being trash, understand that what's, what you about to see in Brooklyn is what y'all want to see here for Miles Turner. Because when Kyrie comes back, because he's coming back after the inauguration, that's my personal belief, I think Kyrie will be back after the inauguration. When Kyrie comes back, you don't have but one basketball to travel around on that floor. And all we've talked about is, is uh, Kyrie, KD, and the Slim Reaper himself. I'm sorry, um, Kyrie, KD, and Harden. KD's a Slim Reaper, in case y'all didn't know that. I love that nickname for him. That's just those three. So if I look over at my TV right now, they up by nine because the Nets are playing the Knicks right now. Um, they're up by nine. So you still got Jeff Green, which Jeff Green is Jeff Green. They still got Landry Shamit, which ain't a bad, you know, that's not bad. But you got Joe, Joe Harris needs his touches. Joe Harris is a shooter. So do you have Harden trying to get 40 points a game and you leave Joe Harris iced out? Because that's dumb as hell. And again, James Harden's about to be making 50 mil. No team can just up and make a trade to take that on. So I, you know, what when you say Turner's trash, that's fine. You're you're perfectly entitled to that opinion. I don't care who's mad at you. Not don't bother me none. But who do you suggest we get? Because whoever you get and put in there is gonna take it's gonna take shots, not buckets. It's gonna take shots and possessions away from Sabonis. It's gonna take the ball out of Brogdon's hands. It's gonna take away from somebody like a Karis Levert who can cook for you. What are you gonna do? Hey, beautiful. The princess is here, y'all. She missed me today, so she came back here to, to hang out with, with her daddy. Love you. Love you. You're the best. So, um, Ron, to, to, to touch on what Stephen A. Smith said about Kyrie retiring, I wish Kyrie would decide what he wants to do. I don't know if Kyrie necessarily needs to... <laughs> I don't know if Kyrie necessarily needs to retire, but maybe a legit leave of absence is, is the course of action for him. Now, I don't know, and I'm going to try to do this and be better about this. 
I don't know the context in which Stephen A. made those remarks, and it's very easy to separate Kyrie should retire. And I know Stephen A. is a yeller, so he probably said a bunch of other stuff that got lost in the wind in that. But if 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 Stephen A. is saying that, you know, obviously he's doing it for a TV show, right? So I would love to know the context that comes with that. But I think Kyrie needs to make a decision because I don't think any NBA player that signs up to play with Kyrie or that joins a roster with Kyrie on it is upset with Kyrie because we know, again, we know who Kyrie is. Kyrie Irving is focused on things outside of basketball a lot of the times. We know this. Now, and if you want to look it up, do it, but he gives a lot of money in the communities that he plays in. You know, Brooklyn, that area, West Orange, New Jersey, that's home for him. So Kyrie supports the communities that he's in um, at a at a at a high clip, but you almost wonder if Kyrie's worth the headache. I remember going to Cleveland. I think I'm pretty sure I went to Cleveland and saw Kyrie before LeBron was there, and he was the same Kyrie there that he was in Brooklyn. I'm sorry, in in uh, Boston, and that he is in Brooklyn. He's a great ball player, but he's not gonna win you ball games by himself. I just don't for as good as he is, for as great as Kyrie is, because I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna like downplay what Kyrie Irving brings to the court. For as great as he is, I've I've seen enough of him to know he's not gonna win you enough ball games to where you he's gonna get you a chip. Again, Brooklyn took on James Harden, gave up all the they gave up their young players, they gave up their draft picks for a guy that has never won a championship ring. James Harden tapped out in game seven, if I'm not mistaken. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. We lost James Harden in game seven. Chips on the line. Everybody all in. Let's go. Win or go home. Y'all know what game seven is. We've seen game sevens here. Right? We went, we we had game seven here. And then hell, half of the between the two fan sections, about half the group went to Cleveland for game seven a couple years ago. We know what game seven looks like. And if you've never been to a game seven, whoo, energy energy game seven home and on the road ron ron you were there game seven's men are different harden disappeared so i don't know if harden's worth what they gave up it's what's it worth so thank you jason i appreciate that so man i you know i always say i don't know all of this is wait and see it's all speculation it's fun as hell to talk about um I I I I love this conversation. I'm glad this happened today. I wish I didn't have to ref, but I got paid for two games after working one, so that works out for me. But it, it's yeah, it's it's gonna be fun to see, you know, what happens. It's, I'm my eyes are on Brooklyn. My eyes are on Brooklyn more so, you know, than any other team. I'm not worried about Houston. I think Houston made moves to set themselves up for the future. And I'm not worried about the Pacers because Kevin Pritchard is that dude. And Pritchard really, really made another another sweet-ass move, man, that nobody saw coming. And it was funny because I was re-watching the game this morning or this afternoon whenever it was on, and I noticed Vic in street clothes, and I was like, man, what if? Just what if? 
Never saw it coming. Not, not, never saw it coming. So, um, go Pacers, man. Go Pacers. I, I, I don't even know what else to say. I always kind of come into these things like wanting to talk about stuff and I get caught up and like everything happens so fast. Um, but yeah, I, you know, like I said, the Rockets got better. It, it's, uh, I, I, I think Brooklyn blew it, blew it. I hope they win a championship for their sake. Not for the sake of me being wrong. If the Nets don't win the East this year, dude, that, that's it right there. They have got to win now because you gave up everything. You can't afford to have failures. You can't afford to start try to move guys. You ain't got nobody else to move. So, Ron, Leron, you said the, the Nets not winning the East. Who's going to win it? I think COVID is going to win the East. That's a bad joke, but COVID is going to win this year. I don't I don't know what cuz now the, the and I'm not going to stay on this part too long. The league is telling guys, I don't know if you, they had a, a list of approved restaurants that the league is now like, nah, no more approved restaurants. I George Hill spoke openly like, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, guys are are talking like they they're over it. They don't want to be in a bubble. So they're, it's almost like they're saying we're willing to take the chance, take the chance of, of whatever happens, happens. But don't put us in a box and leave us in these hotels and in these hotel rooms. The Bucks might do it. I, man, I, I, I really – I don't disagree. Because the, the Nets were built to win as they were. I don't know a score or some commercial. The Nets were built, man. You built. You got the young talent behind your stars. Like they're built. Now, Harden may provide a little bit more insurance in case Kyrie doesn't come back. You know, and everybody said, well, James Harden likes these guys and it's with his buddies and so on and so forth. He's still fat. Me too. So I can say that. But he's still chubby. So we're going to spend the rest of the season waiting on James Harden to get him playing in real playing shape. So by the time that happens, is it going to be too late? What about a team like the Hornets? Do they mess around and steal a series? Does Gordon Hayward stay healthy? Devontae Graham stay healthy and cause problems? Does Bismack Biombo cook DeAndre Jordan in the playoffs? LaMelo Ball go off for a triple-double or two? They don't have nothing to lose. Do the Knicks sneak into the playoffs? I don't know if y'all seen the Knicks play. They don't care. These young NBA players, when you talk about God, man, I could be here forever. We talk about guys tanking and wanting to lose. It professional athletes don't tank, bro. The front offices may tank. These guys don't tank. You see what happened to the Eagles? They don't want to tank. Guys are pulled from the game. They pissed off. Professional athletes, for the most part, especially when they're young, they don't tank because they can't afford to tank. They need their jobs. If it ain't with this team, they want to get picked up with the next two teams. They need jobs. So these young guys come to these games like, all right, we see you. Let's go. A team like Memphis, they don't care. They come in to play ball. LaMelo Ball does not care. Devontae Graham and them boys in Charlotte, we said they would be fun. We said Charlotte would be fun to watch and they'll be a good team. They're sitting in, what, the third or fourth spot in the East right now? Fifth? They're not supposed to be there. 
What happens when the Hawks get healthy? Do they sneak in and cause some damage? So, I, which ultimately leads to the Celtics and Bucks. You know, do the Sixers sneak in there now? You got Trey rumors with them. Is Ben Simmons on the move? <sighs> I'm going I'm to let y'all have y'all night back. I just wanted to get this off my chest. I was excited to see it. And, um, you know, yeah, that's that. So I'm going to let y'all go. I, like I said, I got I to gotta get back um, to, my, to my daddy duties. It's makeup time. Apparently, it's, it's fake makeup, y'all. It ain't real. I promise. But even if it was real, it's my baby. So y'all have a great night. See y'all later. Bye.